You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're your Pinterest management and marketing company. We help you find and convert your perfect person on Pinterest. Today is going to be a really fun episode. I have been spending the last couple of hours deep diving into Pinterest fourth quarter earnings report that was delivered to investors. And there was some fantastic information inside this report, like so awesome that I cannot wait to lay out for you what Pinterest 21 priorities, 2021 priorities are, where they see the most growth and investment in 2021, what that means for shopping what that means for ads, and what it means for story pins. We know there's a lot of debate around whether or not people like those or not. So we're going to talk about those as well. Before I dive into giving you a full recap of the Q4 earnings report, I want to just remind you that this month inside our Simple Pin Collective, which if you don't know what that is, it's our Pinterest marketing membership community. We teach inside a membership model because we believe it's better than a course model. And so what we do is we have a full learning library. We have coaching and mentors that hold you accountable to take action. We also have collective connections groups, which are little mastermind groups to also help support you. And in addition, I do two coaching calls per month with guests or just me. And we stay up to date on all things Pinterest. It is the best place to get information, education and support for your Pinterest marketing in your business. So if you want to join, go to simplepinmedia.com and look for collective up at the upper right and join that way. And if you want to know more about how we teach, you can certainly consume any of our free resources by clicking on the free resources tab on our website to get our free keyword guide or our free image guide. All righty, so let's dive into the most fun part of the day. So I don't normally geek out on reading earnings reports, but when it comes to Pinterest, I definitely do. I'm super curious about how they are functioning business-wise, how stable they are. There's a lot of things I really want to know in relation to how Pinterest wants to continue to be sustainable in their business model. So in the show notes, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash 233, we will have the link to the transcript, which I found super interesting to read because, you know, somebody's just dictating this whole thing. They're they're typing it out and multiple times they had indecipherable when Ben Silberman was talking. He's a CEO of Pinterest. And I just resonated with that a little bit because I, too, sometimes mumble my words. The podcast has given me a good place to slow down and enunciate my words. But I did have to laugh because there were multiple times throughout this report where it just said indecipherable. So it was a it gave me a good laugh. 
Alrighty, diving in, here is how we're going to break this down. I'm going to talk about the wins of Pinterest, um, the predictions for growth and investment, and then the four main objectives, and then a few subcategories. So how this was basically laid out is Pinterest started with Ben Silberman laying out what the four main objectives were. And he started by reminding everybody of the overall vision of Pinterest and their vision, their mission is to bring everyone the inspiration to create a life they love. That's it. So when they look at the growth and investment for 2021, they see Gen Z growing on their platform considerably. They also see a lot of expansion internationally. They see video consumption being a big part of that, story pins, and shopping. So their four top main objectives were in this order. The first priority is inspiring content. So they want to continue to invest in what they call emerging formats like video, which they feel represents a dynamic new way to deliver inspiration, how-to tutorials, and incredible storytelling. They also want to bring that into the story pin format for creators. They see this for creators as a new way to publish short-form, multi-page content. And what they like about stories on Pinterest being different than the other platforms is they're less about what somebody else did. And they're not just focused on entertainment. So they live forever too. So let me rephrase that. They're less about what somebody else did, meaning they're not so much the Instagram story part where they're focused on the day and they're not just focused on entertainment. They are for, focused on the how-to and telling a little bit of a story about something that will inspire people. Again, they live forever, which I think is really great because on Instagram or on Snapchat, it's like 24 hours and they're gone. So I do have to give Pinterest props for not making these time sensitive because they do know that pinners want to be inspired. And if they are inspired by a story pin and they want to revisit it, they have to have a way to keep it. So first priority, inspiring content. Number two is deepening the pinner experience. So they said last year in 2020, they talked about making Pinterest more useful and introducing people to uh, more ways to use it. They said they improved the relevance of recommendations and they brought in more diverse content. So they think in bringing in that more diverse content, which they didn't say how they did this, but they did say that offered inspiration and relevance. I am assuming when they say they brought in more diverse content that they're going to really be talking about story pins and video pins. So they said their priority is expanding that focus. They said, we want to make sure that whatever way a pinner goes in their journey, they're going to have a first class experience. This second priority felt a little bit like ambiguous to me. You know, when they're talking about like deepening the pinner experience, I think what they're trying to say is we want to continue to make it still helpful and inspiring and useful, but I, I don't know what they mean by have a first class experience. So we're going to have to watch for signs that shows us how this is rolling out. Okay. The third priority is helping advertisers succeed. I do like this one. 
So they said, unlike other services where ads are sometimes seen as a distraction, ads on Pinterest can actually enhance the user experience because people come there with the intent to buy things for projects like remodeling a home or buying a new outfit. And relevant ads for business help them discover what they want. So Pinterest is saying making an advertiser successful is definitely critical to achieving their main mission, which I talked about at the beginning. In order to do this, Pinterest needs to scale their sales team significantly to bring on new advertisers. And I'm going to talk about what this looks like globally in a minute. But they say investing in content safety as well is important so that brands are showcased in a positive space. That sounds like a, I don't even understand what that means, but whatever. And finally, offering more insights about future trends to help advertisers get the most value for their dollars. So third priority here is scaling ads, which is really, really important as we go into 2021. If you have not invested in Pinterest ads, it's really important that you learn how to do that. We want to be a space and a place where you can get the learning in order to run an ad effectively. We believe that this is one of our priorities here at Simple Pin. And so we will be really actively and aggressively working on this priority here in our company as well. What I liked about this is as we went through the entire earnings report after they talked about just this, what they were very clear to talk about, which I'll touch on in a minute was that data is going to be changing with Apple and the attribution window and how much data is collected on people, which I think there's, if you ever watch The Social Dilemma, I'm sure there's part of this social responsibility in how we collect data. So I'm going to talk about what their solution is for that in a minute. But also, I do like that ads are very native to the platform. Sometimes you don't even know that they're an ad. I think that is an advantage to Pinterest. And number three in here with this helping advertisers succeed, I think one of the things as they scale their sales team is I do think they have to get really smart with their ad reps and how they help. Um, we know there's been a lot of turnover in this department. There can be a lot of turnover in sales teams. So I would predict, especially if you are in the international market, that we are going to see an uptick in emails and pitches from Pinterest to use their ads platform. So just be watching for that. All right. The last fourth and final priority is shopping. Okay. I know that lately we've had a lot of bumps in the road when it comes to shopping. We've had the white dots come up, which they've been testing here and there for the last year or so, but it really hit the ground running in February. It was a big distraction. I do think they have to get better at the shopping integration. So here's what Pinterest said. They said to us, our mission isn't incomplete unless we help people create the life they dream about offline. And I think that was actually a misprint there. I think it was supposed to say our mission isn't complete unless we help people create the life they dream about offline. And so often being able to buy the ideas they see is what makes that action possible. So Pinterest said last year we made progress on the shopping front. They said they made it easy to switch directly into shop mode from the search queue. I did notice that with the tags when you would search, you would be able to see what was explore or shop. They said they introduced new features from merchants, all of which led to a six times increase in the shopping advertisers on Pinterest in Q4. 
They said this year they're planning on building on that momentum by continuing to help businesses get their products on Pinterest to help pinners discover the discover the value and buy their products through the shopping experiences. They want to expand these features more globally. So no matter where you live, you can shop on Pinterest. This one in particular, I think is going to be a big hurdle because we have verified merchant program. We have the shop tab. We have integration with Shopify. And then we have all these other platforms. So let me go over the four again, and then I'm going to go into the financial fronts and then any updates on these priorities that they talked about. So the top four priorities are one is inspiring content. Two is deepening the pinner experience. Third is helping advertisers succeed. And fourth is shopping. Okay, on the financial front, Pinterest is very healthy. In Q4, monthly active users grew 37% year over year to 459 million. And revenue in that quarter grew 76% year over year to 706 million. They are doing well financially. They also expanded their sales team in Western Europe to try to monetize their engagement there. Their international business grew 145% year over year. And they see, given on this momentum, they plan to continue to invest to best serve pinners, merchants, and advertising, all within those priorities. Okay, they also want to invest in a strong overall online holiday season. They saw that as super powerful last year. So key priority with their shopping, they're really going to double down in that holiday season. So what that means, especially for us in the US, um, in the Northern Hemisphere, pretty much, the driving force of that shopping season sometimes is September to February. That can also be in the Southern Hemisphere too, because we do have a lot of holidays, obviously in December. So just know that Q4 is going to be a big driver in 2021 for holiday purchasing. This was an interesting tidbit too, as well. They definitely plan to expand their international coverage and they are going to expand into Latin America in the first half of the year. So they've definitely expanded their sales team in Western Europe this over this last year, but going into 2021, Latin America seems to be their focus. Okay, so here are some notes from what they said they saw in 2020 and answers to questions from investors. Now this Q&A was also so fascinating. So many hints that were dropped in this. Number one, video investments. So Pinterest sees that they have a long roadmap. This was their words. They said, we have a long roadmap ahead of us on both the consumer side as well as the advertising side. So they're seeing the long game. So they said on the consumer side, that's where a lot of investments are going to start and they're going to continue to innovate on the form in which people are inspired, which is video. And so they've invested in video and they've seen that ref been reflected in a significant uptick in video views and uploads. So a couple of years ago, I remember doing a podcast at the beginning of 2017 with Jeff C. We were talking about video. We were talking about can Pinterest really leap into this space where video is something that people embrace 
It felt like a speed bump at the time, but over 2018, 2019, 2020, they've really invested in it. And now video is really just a part of it. And it's a part of ads too. So that leads us to this other point that got brought up in the area of ads. So they really want to be focused on relevant ads by growing the number of advertisers. But one of their hurdles is conversions and conversion visibility is really likely to get tougher. This is what Pinterest said, which everybody said is not a surprise. We've been talking about this for some time. The privacy and regulatory environment has been evolving over the last period of time here. So we are investing in first party signal. So here's the deal. When I don't understand something, I am the first to say, I'm going to look it up and not pretend that I know what it is. I didn't know what first party data was. So I did Google it. First party data is data about the company's customers that is collected and owned by that company. Information about customers is compiled through software and systems that the company itself owns. So what Pinterest is saying is they are really investing in the conversion data that Pinterest has for their advertisers. So they're probably not going to get a lot of information that is third party data, but they're going to get first party data. So that means when it comes to ads, Pinterest is going to have all the data, but also you might be able to have some of the data with Google, with tracking, but really that's all you're going to get, which I think is, you know, that's one of those data responsibility things that I think we are are moving towards. So they know they need to be focused on more relevant ads and grow the number of advertisers, but they also know they need to get the data to the advertisers, especially conversion data, so that people know where to put their money. I love this quote from Pinterest. They said, and while we're less mature than other platforms on this front, specifically the conversion data, our roadmap in 2021 starts to chip away at the gap around conversion visibility. And in terms of things that we can invest in and deliver from an R&D perspective, there are headwinds as many people have been commenting on Apple's new rules and the enforcement around those rules and the opt-in rates from users will impact the extent of the headwinds that we see in the industry. So they're basically saying, hey, we know this is coming. And we've heard this a little bit from um, sources on the ground that there is this move to really um, just to see those conversions. And Pinterest is basically saying, we're going to start to chip away from that and create really good conversion data. It's going to take some time. All right. This was another one that I thought was really, really big. Sponsored story payments over time. So they said, as we grow the creator's ability to publish story pins, we want to enable them to monetize it. I don't know if you've heard me say this, but I thought two things were coming down the pike. Number one, story pin ads. But the way that Pinterest is framing it in this Q4 earnings is to say, we're looking at sponsors between brands and creators. They did have one example in the in the article and I looked it up and I couldn't find the actual example that they had run with a sponsored story pin. It was between an alcohol company and a chef, but I didn't see any examples of it. But what I take away from this is 
story pins are going to continue to be really, really important. And I think for two reasons. One, they keep people on the platform longer, which is what they need to be able to take that information to and to ads, potential ad um, people who are going to do ads because it shows how long people spend time on the platform. And I think they're going to be turned into an ad. Now, I also think they're going to be able to do this sponsored piece here. I talked about that this in a recent podcast um, on Eat Blog Talk. I think that story pins, for those of you who are listening as content creators, bloggers, are going to be really important to your sponsored work with brands. And Pinterest is basically saying this in the Q4 earnings. This is a really important thing to think about. I know, and internally at Simple Pin, we are really trying to think, how do we level up with story pins? While I am frustrated that they don't link, I can't do anything about it. So I think I need to utilize them in the most creative way. And we can link to the other story pin podcasts that we've done recently. The people who are doing them are positioning themselves well for the future. Shopping. All right. One of their other priorities. They said they've seen a significant uptick in product search, roughly 20x in the last year. Pinterest has said they want their platform to be an easy place to buy, an easy place to spend, and an easy place to get great results for sellers. However, Pinterest will not pursue native checkout. They won't be trying to get you to buy within the platform. Those of you who have been on Pinterest for quite some time know that I believe it was 2015, 2016. They did have the buy button on Pinterest. It was such a cluster. It did not work. And so Pinterest, when they were asked this question, specifically said, we will not pursue native checkout, but we will remain focused on getting product sellers with updated catalogs to send pinners to the site to purchase. They want to make it as seamless as possible to go from inspiration to purchase without any bumps. So that they say they need to have great catalogs uploaded. I know all of you listening who are product sellers might be literally groaning and rolling your eyes right now at how difficult it has been to figure out how to get your catalogs onto the platform. I understand your frustration. So that being said, I hope for some greater integrations with Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, and in the other shopping platforms. I hope that Pinterest invests in the technology to make that super seamless. So product sellers, knowing that this is a huge priority for Pinterest, it is important that you not only have product pictures, but you have lifestyle pictures of your products. And if you are a small seller that does not have a big budget, I cannot recommend enough finding somebody on Craigslist to help take pictures or style because the more pictures you can have of your product, the better. Globally, this is another one, international ads specifically. So... One of the things they said that they want to do differently as they expand their ads internationally is they want to focus more on smaller to medium-sized businesses instead of these really big businesses like they did in the U.S. They also said some shopping features will be rolled out more comprehensively internationally over that time, too. So all that they've learned in the U.S., they're going to take and expand in different ways internationally. They did. Okay, so this is an interesting one. 
They were basically asked from Richard Greenfield of Lightshed Partners. He said, how should we understand why a creator comes to Pinterest versus Instagram, Snapchat, or TikTok? And he's essentially saying, hey, Pinterest, how do you see creators? Why do they want to come to you instead of these other ones? Here was Ben, the CEO's answer. He said, "Um, we're starting to bring on creators who want to be known more for their ability to teach how to do something than just shining a spotlight on what they're doing day to day. So more actionable content, educational content than pure entertainment content. That's how they distinguish themselves from Instagram, Snapchat or TikTok. They do believe there is a place for pinner, advertiser and creator. Their solution, sponsored story pins, may be that place. They also see the value of their search platform and story pins living forever. Let me give a little commentary on this. So one of the things that I have been pushing for for the last couple of years, and one of the things I would love to see is a creator board at Pinterest. I would love a group of 15 people who are creators from all different spaces, who are marketers, to be able to consult and advise Pinterest as to how to best create that ecosystem where the creator knows what they're getting from Pinterest, Pinterest knows what they're getting from creators, and it serves that goal of what Pinterest wants, which is to inspire the pinner to come to have the life they love, right? I think they have a long way to go. And I do think it's shifted over time. I do think that it is not the days of 2018, 17, 16. And I don't think it will go back to that. But I do think still there is a space for creators to showcase what they have on the platform and make an impact. And sometimes we get caught up in how the company is treating us, which I agree that there needs to be more attention paid to how to work best with creators, how to have an open line of communication. But I also believe that the very first thing that we need to be focused on is the pinner. It's like if I was really frustrated, if we let's say we were doing like yellow pages advertising and I was really frustrated about how the yellow pages like laid out their um, how they communicated with me or how they where they put my listing or anything like that. But it's still the one place where I need to have my name in the yellow pages. Granted, this is forever ago. I think that's the case with Pinterest. I still think our customers, our readers, our community are on there. And so how do we use it in a way that's really effective for getting in front of those people? All while continuing, yes, to give feedback to Pinterest about what works and what doesn't work, how they can help us, how they can get us to spend money with their ads, because I think that's going to be really important soon, too, as well. So that's my little commentary on there. I think there needs to be a creator advisor board that Pinterest uses. I think it would be very beneficial to them overall. And I hope someday we see that come to fruition. Okay, so summing it all up, here are my key takeaways. One, we will have to navigate growth in 2021 as COVID restrictions ease. What that means is we saw a massive amount of growth for some people, not so many people in the wedding and travel industry, 
Um, but we saw a significant amount of growth in a lot of other industries in 2020 due to COVID. What will that look like in 2021? It probably won't be as explosive a growth on Pinterest or even for your brand, but I think there is a lot of room to really hit these trends to inspire people in 2021, even as COVID restrictions ease. Number two, shopping is a top priority. So sellers need to pay attention to this. And our goal is to provide as many resources and trainings and teachings as we can on this. So you as a product seller know how to accurately put your product on the platform to get seen. Number three, story pins are a big deal. And there are going to be a big initiative. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see sponsored story pins and story pin ads. They are definitely coming down the pike. The new way that promoted pins looks with the little swipe up at the bottom. It's like prime in the pump for the future. See it. Number four is our hope to get better data on promoted pins and better tools for that first party data and conversions, even as we see Apple change some of theirs. And number five, Pinterest is positioned for growth internationally, and that could mean better tools for small and mid-sized businesses in those countries. So if you are a person who is marketing in a in not in the U.S., I would say not even in the Canada or the UK, I would say that you need to be paying attention, signing up for Pinterest business emails in your home country so that you can be the first to hear about what those tools are going to be, especially in relation to ads as they get better and better and better. People are leaving Facebook ads in droves. They are looking for new places to put their dollars. That is not just unique to the United States. I believe that will also be happening globally. So get ahead of the curve. Make sure you are getting all the education that you can. We will serve it up to you every single week in our Wednesday weekly newsletter. You can sign up at simplepinmedia.com. And we will also continue to look at these quarter earning reports as we go through 2021 and deliver you what Pinterest priorities are and how you can navigate your marketing within these priorities. So I've given you a lot here, almost 30 minutes of just going through and telling you about Pinterest priorities for 2021. I would love to hear your feedback. If you go to simplepinmedia.com slash 233, you can comment on the blog post. If you want to DM us on Instagram, simplepinmedia or instagram.com slash simplepinmedia or at simplepinmedia, we would love to hear from you about how these priorities will help you market better on Pinterest and what you see is your priority for 2021. What are your goals in using Pinterest? A lot of times we let the company kind of dictate where we're going, but what are your goals? What are, why do you use Pinterest? Why do you want to use this platform as a way for you to grow and expand your reach as a business? Again, we would love to hear from you. Go to simplepinmedia.com slash 233. And we look forward to connecting with you more. Last, I rarely ask this because, well, it feels weird. But I would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. We would love to hear feedback from you about what your greatest takeaways have been 
with the podcast. And we would love for you to just uh, tell us what your aha moments are and how we've helped you grow in your Pinterest marketing. That helps more people see this podcast and more people get to know how to do Pinterest marketing in the way that works best for their business. Alrighty. Thanks so much. Talk to you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.